0: Hey everybody, I'm Travis. And I'm Richard. We're in a band together called Chasing Anthems. We're also friends with similar interests and a passion for music. We're family men and most importantly, followers of Christ. We've met many bands along our musical journey. And we look forward to meeting many more. We created this podcast to introduce our friends we've met along the way. And to share their story as well as ours about what we've learned and experienced. And have some meaningful conversations regarding our faith. You ready? Let's get into this, man. Now, recording for quality assurance. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> here we go hey guys what's going on uh chasing anthems again here with another podcast super excited today we have plushy from eugene oregon we got cody and mckenna how you guys doing today
1: Good, Amazing. Right.
0: awesome awesome so the first time we saw these guys um we were in the nashville uh extreme tour event um we walked into the big um area where like a multi-purpose room where they were holding a bunch of of speakers and different bands playing and we walked in and the first thing we saw was these two guys up on the, um, up on the stage and, you know, him and his girlfriend. And we didn't know that they were dating at the time. In fact, one of the ladies came in and she goes, Hey, uh, you know, is, is this your boyfriend here? And she quickly was like, yep, he's mine. Oh, and yeah. then it was like, oh man, it was hilarious. <laughs> they ladies, he is stuff. off
2: limits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's mine. Like there's many like it, but this one, he's mine. Richard they- and
2: I. We both looked at our wives and we're like, how come you don't ever say it like that?
0: You don't say it like, <laughs> like, that.
2: Like I kind of feel like they're like they question it a little bit, you know, <laughs> but you, you were like definitive. That was uh-huh. that was smooth.
3: That's mostly because people usually think I'm his younger sister. So,
0: oh, you got to clarify out the gate. This is <laughs> yeah. not how that is going down.
3: It's uh, <laughs> since... of a 12 year old. So I got to just yeah, I got to just be like, no, I'm I'm an adult. I swear.
0: I promise you can card me. <laughs> yeah hey as you
2: get older you appreciate you know looking younger richard just turned 30 and people think he's 40 45 everywhere we go so they still
0: card me for beer don't even listen yeah, to right. this grandpa
2: <laughs> this guy had gray hair when he turned 18 let's let's say kids let's see. at
0: 18 <laughs>
2: Back oh, to, man let's get back to plushy right that's what people really are tuning in here they want to like. listen
0: to absolutely well that was it so we walked in and, and uh it was they, they were being showcased right um so they got to play a few of their tunes and man dude how long have you been playing guitar you were like up there just shredding
1: i've been playing guitar for like i want to say 13 years now i've been in bands since i was like 12 that's when i started nice this okay. ain't
0: nothing new. This isn't, this ain't nothing new for you, man. You no. came out and just shredded and you looked like so comfortable too. Like you had the facial expression and you were just like so lively with it. And the music was sick, man. I was hooked from the start.
2: <laughs> yeah. And for those of you guys that are listening, um, she, or we, at least when we saw them, it was a three piece. Right. And that's really yeah. hard to do is to have a really full sound with just three people. And as a guitar player and former bass player dabbled in a little bit of everything, like that's really hard to do to create that full sound. Like we we get the advantage of, you know, Richard, you typically will play the acoustic guitar and then I layer in the electric on top of that. And that kind of fills in those gaps for you to do the lead. But like, man, like you really just crushed it when you went into those solos. And I think actually when you guys performed, you were the first group that everybody like bomb rushed this it was like travis scott show man everybody just rushed up there and mosh it, pit.
0: there was a mosh yeah. pit too wasn't there i think, yeah. I think there was, was, yeah. was a mosh a little pit. Little they were moshing crazy it, it counts though it, it counts. was fun it was a
2: lot of fun <laughs> it
0: was yeah
2: crazy. it got people out of their seats instead of like oh we're just watching you know uh some inter- we're being entertained Aww. and to where like everyone felt like they were a part of something and i think as a performer like i don't know about you guys but like that's when you come alive in my opinion is like when other people are feeling your music and that energy starts flowing and you're like that's what live Mm -hmm. performance in
0: my opinion is all about you know so where did this name plushie come from like where did that start
1: so the name plushie came from We were trying to decide on a new band name. McKenna had not joined yet, and I was with some of my old bandmates from a previous project. And we were, um, I was deciding, like, I want to do classic rock, and I want the name to be something short and memorable and kind of something that leaves, like, a, a feeling in your mouth when you say it. So, like, plushy. Yeah, It that's just powerful. it like it creates a texture, and <laughs> you think about it, and it's like it just made it made sense for branding to me. I was like, yeah, plushy.
0: Yeah. And you guys cool. are grungeadelic. Yep. Yeah, grungeadelic. <laughs> you want to tell us what that's all about? So we, we, before we were talking, you said it's kind of made up. So, so how is it made up? How did that come about? I love it.
1: Uh, we are from the Pacific Northwest, so grunge is still just like that. Is just if you're gonna start a band up here. That's a very safe space to like yeah. just get into the Pearl Jam and the Nirvana and all that good stuff. And, and so that's where I started. Um, and then as I kind of grew into my own sound, I'm like, I want to do more psychedelic and then mash it together because those are just two genres that I really enjoy. And and McKenna can tell you that she started in, in punk bands. Um, yeah. With a uh, with a group called Girls Rock, which is amazing stuff. That's Let's how I go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually started playing guitar um, back when I first started. Um, I played in a couple like punk grungy bands, just a bunch of bunch of teenage girls playing really loud rock music uh, through an organization I work with called Girls Rock. Um, yeah, it was a crazy way to get a start, but it kind of you just jumped off the deep end of
0: that. Is Girls yeah. Rock still around?
3: Yeah, it actually... Is that still
0: thing? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay.
3: Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they just ended up getting, like, their own building. Um, she's been working on this for, I think, like, 15 years. Um, their overarching company is called MEPA. It's M-E-P-A-A, Music Education and Performing Arts Association. But that's where I got my start. So I'm always, like, super supportive of all of that. Um, it's pretty much just they put on, like, free workshops for kids that want to learn how to play music and my best friend got into it he's like hey come to this thing I'm like okay and then I was just hooked
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's that is cool we I mean, I have daughters so yeah I'll be pumped to see that stuff
2: <laughs> I was gonna say yeah we both have kids and we're always constantly looking like how do we get them involved and uh we actually have a really cool school uh nearby it's called the Murphy's School of Rock or Music sorry not rock but uh, they have a kids band as well. And so on Friday nights, they invite all the, the local kids to join in a band. And it's really exciting because it's like we were at that point, not that we've arrived anywhere or something like that. But like going back to those informative years where you're like just getting excited and that spark of like, you know, connecting the dots between like chords and songs and, and starting to get off the ground. Uh, it's so exciting and fun to, you know, see them like open up to this whole world in front of them that they never experienced before, you know? So it's, it's yeah. really cool. And this is in Eugene. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, it's in Eugene. It's actually how I met Cody. Um, <clears throat> I was playing a show and uh, his dad says he always looks for talented people. And I guess they picked me out. And when their bass player left, they're like, Hey, you want to join? And I was like, okay. So I didn't have <laughs> serious projects
0: at the time so yeah like you're a really good guitar player is there any way if we took two strings away would you still play with us um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
2: what what is the uh the music scene look like up in eugene i haven't spent i've spent a little time in like bend um which i think very highly of. that was a really fun place to go uh, visit but uh eugene i haven't so what what's the music scene up there look like
3: um you know it's right now it's impossible to book a show just because of COVID and stuff. Um, and we don't have a drummer. So hasn't happened in a while. Um, but it's, it's a lot of like, you, you are either going to go to like a grunge show or a rap show. There's nothing in between. Um, really interesting. But like Underground punk stuff. Um, but a lot of it's a little bit, I don't want to say dangerous, but I kind of steer clear of a lot of it. There's some, some interesting uh groups in the music scene that you know a lot of the local bars are great places to play but a lot of like the the um the more underground punky places i'm like mm, i'm okay i'm good yeah. but over here
1: <laughs>
0: yeah rock we, and roll's a tough sport man
3: yeah. we've
2: <laughs> played some uh, sketchy places ourselves. um uh-huh. there's a, a famous bar in fresno called strummers um <laughs> And Strummer's, if I remember correctly, he was a punk rock.
0: I think Green Day played there. Is that what they said? Green Day played there, so we're excited. We're like, oh yeah, Green Day's played here. We get to play where Green Day (laughs) played.
2: (laughs) But I think Strummer. I can't remember the guy's name. He was a guitar player for like one of the big punk bands, and I can't remember. And people will add in the comments that you know that was a silly question because it's easy answer. (laughs) But anyways, uh, moving on. We, play, we go play there and, you know, we profess to be a Christian. Well, we're Christian country uh, pop kind of group. You know, we play a little bit of everything. And so we show up at this place and there's cops just circling the building. There's two bodyguards and we go in and they're playing like hardcore rap. They
0: wanted heavy metal, too. On top of that, it was supposed to be like a heavy yeah. metal show. Oh and
2: and, the, and the, the guy who was like the promoter is like head to toe tattoos came out. And I'm like. Should we just leave right now? like are I we any- even locked
0: by truck?
2: <laughs> we gonna get like escorted out to our cars leaving? Actually ended up being an amazing show. Richard got invited home with uh, some like 80 year olds wanted him to spend the night uh, and uh, stay with
0: them. But aside from that, it was if we take our wins where we can get them here in California, <laughs> especially in COVID season as well.
2: Oh <laughs> so we we could relate to playing some like really CD places that we're like, uh, maybe we should just hang this thing up right now and uh and co- go home, but uh <laughs> yeah. how so it is on tour.
0: To oh, that's your favorite?
1: <laughs> yes. I love dive bars and I love when the crowd looked kind of like like try to impress me because that's just Old that's day. a challenge, hey. Eh?
0: It oh, is. Yeah. It's like
3: crusty and that's we play there a lot but it's pretty it's a little crusty yeah. but it's also it's it's lovable
0: well it shows you where you stand right i mean like so uh-huh. when you're playing in front of your mom and your brother and your <laughs> sister and your dad like they're like oh my god you're so great you should go on the voice or you should be on a talent show right and they're telling you all these things yeah. then when you go to these people though and they don't know who you are from adam right. like they have no affiliation they don't have to tell you that you're good if you can like impress those kind of people, that's when, you know, you have something. And and ultimately that's like when you're like, okay, if these people are going to accept me, you know, and they don't have to, well, then maybe what we're doing is pretty good. So I, I like that as a judge as well. Although sometimes it is a little, it's more scary than, than for Trav than me. I happen to be a purple belt in show So I'm not extremely scared, but Travis, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. He was in like the eight year old class um slow so learner that that was his competition <laughs> he was fighting against but no it's fun to me I mean, we also know have to know when to pivot a little bit like when you show up and you kind of assess your audience you're like okay i guess we're uh you know cutting that from the set and we're going to add this one yeah. in and it kind of goes with like i think becoming more of a seasoned performer and um you know kind of taking your licks when you need to but also pivoting and, and playing the songs that you know are going to appeal to that crowd so we try to do, th- like, we'll add in, like, drop some raps here and there just to kind of throw people off a little bit and, <laughs> and see, are they feeling it? Are they not? And, and then kind of going from there. But
0: So being on tour, you, you guys, so you guys went on the extreme tour. Um, I saw I saw some of your guys' videos. How'd that go? What was that like?
3: It was uh, a little crazy because our drummer of, like, a year and a half left a month before we were supposed mm-hmm. to go. So he left in yeah. early August. We were supposed to leave like September first for tour, and we're like, "Um, okay. So uh, we ended up uh, talking to Mr. Gold, and uh, he recommended Good Godfather. Cody's got his shirt on. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah,
3: Sean was awesome. He we sent him the songs, and he actually listened to them, and he actually Like like
1: the night before he was scheduled to practice with us. Yeah. I sent him the songs because I totally space him like, OK, email these to him. I'm not going to expect anything. And he comes in and he nails them perfectly. Like he knows where all the chord changes are and wow. everything. And I was like, be I honest, were you nervous, away.
0: though? Oh, yeah. I was so nervous. Come on. You were so nervous. <laughs> yeah. So Great.
2: where did where did he come from? Was he from Oregon or did you bring him in from parks? Yeah. Because I, I saw yeah. you two too, Right. With uh, another band, Cody. Right. You helped out. You played bass, right?
1: yeah I was, I was playing bass with a band called fuzz huzzy um <laughs> who are at the objective like the best and names. if you um if you were lucky enough you got to see them probably playing in the parking lot they have some amazing like parking lot material is what i think of it as because yeah, they I mean, just get an acoustic guitar and sing some songs and just like they just rock it and make everybody want to come listen and yeah. it's like it's pretty cool so
0: Parking lot, lot material hashtag parking lot material <laughs> we're gonna take that That's we hilarious. are learning
1: all sorts of new
2: terms today yeah this is yeah. great yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, both ways at the very end
2: so you tour with them so going back to this drummer where did you guys find him was he there as well and you guys connect there did you know him elsewhere
3: yeah so we talked to um to John um John Gold who does the the uh, the touring uh mm. the can't think of the word. The West touring. I can't think of the word. Anyways, um, I think he does
1: all of it. But yeah,
3: does he do all of it? But yeah, jungle.
1: Anyway, he was he was one of the people in charge, and and he was uh, helping us out.
3: So and we fixed him. Sheridan, sorry, we keep talking over each other.
0: Oh, you guys are fine. <laughs> we know. do it all the time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's from uh, Sheridan, so only like hour and a half away. Oh, so okay. he drove yeah. down here and met us, and yeah, he was he was great this summer. Um, Especially by the end of it, we were so tight because we practiced every single day basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he but shows he, up a day before you guys are ready to go,
3: pretty much. Wow, well,
2: and kills it.
3: Yeah, it was like a,
1: I think we practiced like a week before, but I had sent <laughs> him the track so he only listened to them for like one night before he practiced with us and then killed it with us.
0: Wow, that's we amazing. Might, we, we might
2: need his number. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What the heck. <laughs>
3: He's a little eccentric, but he's super cool.
2: Hey, all Mm -hmm. musicians. I mean, if you spent time with Richard, you would (laughs) you'd feel real bad for me and his wife.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just it's one of those things when you're out on the road. Things always happen to somebody. Yeah, right. Unfortunately for Travis, it seems to always happen to him. And I always get out scotch free.
2: (laughs) I feel like the mother, the father and the grandfather just dragging a 30 year old toddler with me everywhere. I don't I have to make sure that he brought a guitar cable, he has a pick, he's checked the battery in his acoustic guitar, green mms and...
0: <laughs> with the red bull,
2: <laughs> and he's playing in the right key. You know.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I use a cable a lot, and so like it's very important for the rest of the band to know what fret I'm putting the cable on, and we found that out the easy way and we found that out the hard way. <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> That's a hard (laughs) lesson. Yes, we did. Drummers, Uh, it never bothers drummers. Like, they're good. But the rest of the band, they're usually not cool with the sudden capo change. You know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) Moving on. So tell us more about this tour. Because I don't know if you guys knew this or not. We were actually on the the. The bill i guess you'd say to do the west coast Mm -hmm. tour that you guys participated in we had some work conflicts so ultimately didn't work Uh out but i was always always curious like how was it how did it go like what did we miss out
3: um it was a lot of work (laughs) if i'm gonna be totally honest um it was pretty tiring um but you end up like really connecting with a big group of people that are all just they're just such good people. Like you just love them all. And I mean, I've, you know, you know them for a month and you're like, I would like invite these people to my funeral. Like they're just the best people you've ever known. Like, um, we made, we made some really good, genuine friendships. We worked really hard. We slept not enough. Um, but it was, it was super rewarding. And I mean, the whole, you know, goal behind extreme tour is to try to, reach out to people who don't feel reached out to and it just it was just so cool to get to participate in it.
0: Would you guys do it again?
3: Absolutely. yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. So for those who don't know what the objective is, and honestly, before we went, we didn't really know either. We had heard from some friends who were invited. So we had a little background going into it. But what was like, uh, if you could explain, like, what would you guys do? And then what was like the outcome? Like, um, how was it received when you went to the different locations?
1: So like, um going out from the objective where you're playing for like a bunch of musicians who are also like interested in doing this this tour and then going out to playing the tour is really different because your crowd is all of a sudden like um maybe some of these people have never even been to a concert before and this is the first concert they've ever been to in their life and that's really different that's really different from them and their perspective so a lot of them will either be like so excited about this and like just freaking out or they'll just be like, they'll be like acting cool and like chilling out. And then after the show, they'll be like, that was the first concert. I've really, really
2: So what were some of the places yeah. that you played? Like were they uh, skate parks or churches or where, where were you guys going to?
3: We played a lot of like uh, just public parks. Um, okay. So we just, they'd get the permits kind of wherever you could get them. We <clears throat> had, two shows that they couldn't get permits and we played at the church that we stayed at because you stay at yeah. um, at a church when you're on the road um and like in uh, the
2: pews like
0: full-on just
3: yeah <laughs> really
2: push, the, ch-
0: push
3: oh. the chairs back
0: and sleep right there
2: <laughs> that would not have been I, well I, for I, me
3: it, I think but uh, I for know wherever I'm, the host house is. so
1: yeah
3: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Two so you guys should... play the the um the churches but the rest were public parks and i think we had did we have a skate park i can't remember now we did a lot
1: of skate comps i don't know if we ever played inside a skate park but we played a lot of skate comps and across from the skate park our very first show that we played was like um there was the basketball court us and then um us the basketball court and then the skate park so we're kind of playing towards that direction into the into the bowl where everybody was like skating. That was a really wild skate comp. Um, some guy with a dirt bike came in and started shredding in the bowl. Oh my like, gosh! <laughs> skate bike Nice. He did a flip at the end and then just drove off. Like, I don't wow. Up. <laughs> but, uh, you should have
2: had him come back for when you guys were playing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do a little Kid Rock action or something.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: That was crazy. I forgot about that until you said it. The guy with the, the flips. That was wild. That was wild.
2: And it, was this all yes. in Oregon or would you guys come down to NorCal or?
1: That was we in had... Washington. So we started in Washington. Um, where was it? It was like Benjamin uh, and. Um...
3: White Salmon and Battleground. And I yeah. think that's. And then we had uh, one in Altruis. So. Yeah. One and then cow- we ended and... in
1: Alt. Or we didn't end in all first, but we went to California and then we came back up to South Oregon and, and ended in Clamath.
0: Yeah.
2: Cali. I wouldn't consider that really part of Cali. That's more of the um the Jefferson state. <laughs> and <than>, uh... <laughs> that's a California joke for you right there. We're all trying to break free of this state. Uh, as much as we can, we would love for Oregon to accept us, but um, <laughs> I think our uh application has been lost in the mail. Thankfully, because snail courses. mail,
3: <laughs> my roommate's from California, and I'm always making California jokes because I'm born and raised Oregonian, and it's I it
0: think it's really bad. Oregonian or Oregon, that's another new one. I've never, I, Oregon, never I say Californian all the time, I don't know if that's yeah. a thing, but I say California, <laughs> Oregonian, huh? That's we what's said, like, yeah.
3: We even say like Eugenians because Eugenians are different from like Roseburg, like, you oh, know, Portland, Oregon is different in its places is, and Eugenians are pretty similar. Do
0: you have your own language, too? Can you can you speak some of the native language there in Oregonia? Richard,
2: it's really similar. <laughs> we, we live in a town called Copperopolis, believe it or not. We get yeah. questioned all the time. Richard has not left the 10-mile uh, circumference that uh, makes up this town.
0: I try not to. So,
2: and and it's like the sunniest place in the world, but he has translucent
0: skin. I glow in the dark you is glow- what he's saying politely, <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> so to not be familiar with Oregonian, uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me. But I did feel like when, every time I go to Oregon, there is this pressure to not mention you're from
0: California. Really? Oh, oh yeah that's anywhere oh Isn't yeah it really true oh my goodness
3: We're always talking about the great california migration and how much it annoys us
0: oh, oh my, actually i have a bunch of friends that moved to oregon so i guess that really makes a lot of sense you great. cover
2: you cover <laughs> your plates you you know <laughs> your your lighter colored hair you try to get a little uh whiter don't get on the sun as much as you can you know so i don't have gonna, a problem
0: with that <laughs>
3: road we're like shade we're like those dang california drivers because i I don't know what it is but
0: yeah we're pretty rude huh i mean i like to think i know how to drive and then when (laughs) i go to other states and they're like driving the speed limit i'm like don't these people have somewhere to be like i got somewhere to be don't they have somewhere to
3: be (laughs) (laughs) and like i won't even get in their car i'm like you're gonna go 80 in a 40 and i just (laughs)
0: We got places to go, people. So come everywhere on. doesn't do that. That's good to know.
2: No, no. And He's
3: from Ohio, so maybe it's Ohio.
2: Maybe, huh. but it's when you cross the border, like California is like do 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 You get in Oregon, it's like smooth. The roads are nice. <laughs> oh, the roads, the roads aren't are really broken nice. there. The air is fresher. The people are nicer, and they will pump your gas, Richard. You don't have to get out for
3: free. <laughs> yep, it's
2: weird. Do. The so, other
3: day. I well, come and i was confused for like a full really? minute trying to figure it out so i yeah, sitting eugene. in your
0: car angry is somebody gonna pump my gas
3: no i knew it was rural <laughs> so the thing about Oregon, like out in really rural i was in crescent lake like between here uh where i'm in climate falls and eugene i was driving either to or from and i knew rural you you pump your own gas so i get out and i'm trying to figure it out and the guy comes out so i thought you had to put the the um, the handle in first and then hit the button yeah it was a disaster but <laughs> some guy comes out and he, gotta hit the button I'm like I'm sorry I'm from Eugene <laughs> and then he goes oh, and starts oh. yeah oh you're so,
0: one of those <laughs> my first
2: experience getting my gas pumped in Oregon so I, I had a trailer and we were just driving through we were just enjoying the scenic view and um, I just jump out like I normally do to go you know pump the gas and then you know go get the soda and some candy for the road and uh this guy's like whoa 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 whoa! no 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 i, I got this like it's my pump and i'm like oh this is nice i kind of felt like i was getting some special treatment so i go in and i get what i'm gonna get i come out i kid you not the guy is servicing like tons of cars the gas is overflowing out of the tank oh. there is gas everywhere and i'm like oh no i don't think this system's working guys <laughs> like, oh my God. i think we need to go back to just doing it ourselves so fast forward two years i get a class action lawsuit from shell date in it back to that gas station <laughs> and i got like 20 cents or something like that from you some lawsuit
0: i'm not <laughs> even kidding like <laughs>
2: And I'm oh like, my gosh, dude. So maybe everything's not better in Oregon. But I was just hard. gonna
0: ask that. What if you only have 20 bucks? You know, you get out and the guy's like gonna pump your gas. And like I'm like, man, I just wanna put 20 bucks in. Is that allowed? Are you supposed to tip yeah. the guy?
3: No, you're no, not you supposed- don't
0: tip him. Okay.
3: 20 and say 20 a uh, 20 a regular
0: dude, Richard.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> He saw my plates and he's like we're topping this guy off.
0: We're topping him <laughs> off whether he likes it or he he needs it. Their gas down there is too expensive. It we're went from
2: a, a $50 bill to a $150 bill real quick.
0: <laughs> and you got 20 cents in the lawsuit. Right. Uh, I think they for, won.
3: Collect <laughs> the does to get the the refund there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: What's the <this> <laughs> oh I, I did God. not
2: I did not feel wanted.
0: Oh man! So I've learned a few things about Oregon. I know that I don't have to pump my own gas. It sounds <laughs> like country pop isn't going to work. So there's only a few of our songs where you're rapping in it that we can play up there. Is the food yeah, good? You
3: know, actually, a lot of so I say that it's a lot of like um, grunge and stuff, but there there's a fair amount of like country pop stuff. Our good buddies are like super folksy, and they they actually do really well. But the food Oregon is amazing.
0: also a
3: big the food, food is big amazing. <laughs>
0: Well, that's my most important thing. I have to sustain this dad bod that I have that I've created over the years. So food is probably on the top of the priority list everywhere we go.
3: Oh, yeah. Food's great here. You find the right spots. There's some good stuff.
2: Yeah, I've been to Portland and the food. I don't I don't know if you guys are against Portland because each city is like its own country in Oregon. Um, Portland, Portland was (laughs) off the hook as far as food that uh, taco truck or food truck area. There's like 50 food trucks, Richard. You could just get a churro, a taco and an enchilada and a burger in one sitting. It's pretty, pretty phenomenal. But getting back.
3: Half half not fun.
2: (laughs) Portland's a different beast. Um, (laughs) And I I don't think I was ready for that either. Quick story there. (laughs) I went into the bathroom real quickly and I walked in the stall and a needle rolled out from under me and I said, no, I'm good. I think I can
0: wait. (laughs) They were I'm just, just being yeah. generous. It sounds like a, another generous thing that Oregon has to offer, Travis. Yeah, we got lots of those. Sure. Hyperdermic <laughs> needles.
1: Oh yeah, ground.
2: he was having quite a time, like destroying that bathroom.
0: Like, I faint to needles. It would have rolled under the deal, and somebody would had to come pick me up. Yeah,
2: I just <laughs> walked out and said, "Let's let's go." I think we've seen all we need to see in this city. This
0: is good.
3: Yeah, I'm <laughs> myself.
0: <laughs> so. Because- I think so. This is this would be a re- because this conversation goes so good. We do this thing on every single one. Of, well, not every one of them, but a lot of the podcasts we love to bring it up. Um, there's a time where every band, when they're touring and they're doing different things, and you guys have a lot of shows under your belt. It sounds like where like you have just a bad show where something happens where it's like something super embarrassing happens or you know because not everybody's blessed with the opportunity of a drummer who listens to your songs three times and comes out and plays it. Perfect. Right. It doesn't happen every time. So mm-hmm. you had those nightmare shows. Do you guys have any stories where there was that one show where this <laughs> happened and that happened. I mean, what, what you guys got? I know you got one.
3: Oh, we've, I at least have one. Um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is one gay bar that I know of in Eugene and we got invited to play there and I was super hyped. I was <laughs> like, this is going to be so much fun. Like, there's going to be, like, drag queens and stuff there. It's going to be a blast because our music's so was, yeah. and colorful and, you know, we're always up there with bright colors. We thought this was going to be a total blast. Our drummer, which was the drummer before, was a little worried. He was a little, like, ooh, but I was super hyped. I was like, this is going to be a blast. Um, Me too. So, and it was not. <laughs> um, so, we get there. And we're like trying to figure out a spot to park and stuff, and we end up paying for parking and then just parking in an alley. So it, it was fine. But so we're unloading amps, and I look, and there's a rat trap with like six or seven big, it's big, rat
1: rats,
3: like possum-sized, just in the awesome. an alleyway. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's gross, but whatever. You know, I live on the, <laughs> I live out in the country. I'm used to seeing, you know, dead rats and stuff. I'm like, you, and walk around it. So we're loading in our gear. We got everything set up and we, you know. Um,
1: nobody talks to us.
3: Yeah. That well, was no one,
1: weird. Like no, nobody comes up to us and talks to us and is like, hey, plushy, right? And they're like.
3: Yeah. And um, so we like, we, we figure out who we're supposed to talk to a little. And they're just weird. I mean, they're just weird around us. It was like, it felt yeah. very unwelcoming. And I was like, I was expecting to have like it be kind of crazy and a bunch of people there there was like four people there and it was mostly the other band members and they were all just kind of like glaring at us I'm like what did we do wrong <laughs> and so we um we get our stuff set up because we're up first and then they get their was an electronic drum kit or just a normal drum kit
1: it was a, it was a normal drum kit but they were mixing it um, yeah. themselves and it was very like it was very processed so it took them
3: yeah so they go a while
1: they,
3: for like a full hour like a full hour sound checking and cody and i are just, just sitting the drums. oh my god
0: well they got to be perfect you know <laughs> Yeah, like,
3: oh my gosh uh, yeah a full hour of bum, 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 bum. i'm like i'm gonna freak out like why is <laughs> this so long so their full hour of sound checking ended up taking like 20 minutes of our set time so um i'm like we were like, all right, we have one more song for you guys. And they're like, uh, actually, could you make room for the other bands? And we're like, oh. we played like three songs. Like we played 30 minutes of our hour set, like, or forty-five or whatever it was. And we're like, uh, uh okay, never mind. So I like grab my <laughs> grab our stuff and hop off. It was just, uh
0: Were they receptive though? Like were when you were playing, were they at the least? The pretty crowd cool,
1: liked it. The yeah. crowd okay. liked it. Okay. Um there was so there was kind of this weird thing that happened. Um and, you know, I would go back there um, and, and play another show just to see if anything would be different. But they were having <laughs> a, the drag queen night that night. And so I think the guy who was in charge of timing everything was kind of having to deal with, with um, people being drag queens. And they, they got to have the ego and, the, the you know, they got to flaunt and, you know, they're a little, a little diva-ish. And that's part of the deal. So I think you got to, you got to deal with making them happy. You got to deal with making the bands happy with the bands that somehow got booked on the same, like in the same two hour slot as like the drag show. And it was like, it was really, really interesting. I think they were just really stressed out for some reason.
3: Yeah. It was
0: just tough. tough. I think the most interesting part about all of that, to be completely honest, was the efficiency of that rat trap you said there was like seven in that rat trap so like like, were they all dead
3: in that same rat trap it was a pile and they were like near the rat trap it was it was like it was really gross (laughs) i was sitting here and i was
0: like dude like I, I don't have a rap problem, but if I did, I would want the name to that venue. This is
2: why we have to keep shiny things away from Richard. Ooh, what is that? <laughs> like, missed the whole story. They were shiny, all right. No, I
0: got I got the whole story. I was just so baffled with the fact that that thing was so effective.
2: He's <laughs> yeah. like, can you uh send us the brand of that thing? <laughs> Oh, oh that's my hilarious. gosh! So, give us one more then. What What's your best show since you guys have played? We we've seen it, man. We you guys are posting like crazy, and we love checking it out and and um, following you guys and what you're Sold doing.
0: Sold out Coliseum to forty
1: <clears> thousand people, or what?
2: Yeah. What, what's your honestly? Favorite show?
1: You guys were at our best show in, in the
0: Nashville. Dude, good. that was. I'm glad was I got incredible to be there
1: for us. That was.
3: Dude, that, that was We got, really got good. off stage, and we pretty much all just jumped up and down and screamed for like a minute.
1: Yeah, because, it was really like, good.
3: People with a standing ovation, and yeah. we were all so nervous.
0: You guys and- I mean, made see us- it, you couldn't tell. You guys, yeah, awesome, dude.
2: You guys yeah. made us very uh, feel happy that we played the small stage, and yeah, the day before big stage <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I felt like we got the reception that you got at the, the tranny bar or the gay bar, <laughs> the, tra- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the rat trap bar.
2: Sorry, the rat trap bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, in that show, weren't it wasn't the sound messed up or something too? Like yeah. something like
1: messed oh, yeah. up for like a long
3: yeah. time,
0: and then all I wasn't of a plugged sudden, into the
1: going. amp.
3: Yeah, they, mm-hmm. didn't, well, they <laughs> <didn't>
1: stuff they <huh?
3: laughs> in, and then they didn't plug our guitarist in. Yeah, they didn't yeah. plug. Yeah. In. And so I'm like trying to figure out. Oh, best part about that show, I'm sh- I don't know if you guys actually saw it. So we're playing the first song, and I noticed Gabe was our drummer was doing something a little weird back there, but I was singing harmonies on that song, so I wasn't really paying attention to him. And so we're vibing along, and then I see him at the end, I kind of turn to look at him, see what the heck he's doing, and he's like, moving the drum kit. I'm like, huh, that's weird. So we go into our next song, and it's the one that starts with like the crazy drum solo thing, and I can see the drum set every time he kicks the kick. Oh, yeah. I do remember
0: that. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that too.
3: So mid-song, I I see that he kept like having to adjust it, and it was like, so mid-song, I ended up just going and like tackling the drum kit. So I'm playing bass and I like throw my shoulder into it to push it back where it should be. And then I'm like making eyes at the cause I kept trying to make face at the uh, the guys on the sides and they weren't getting it. So I just went and shoved the drum back and then was like, get over here. And yeah, so they fix this thing. I'll,
2: I'll tell yeah. you what though, because you know, part of that was, you know, they breathe I don't know what the conversation you guys had, but when we were getting pre-staged on the night we played um they talked about you know this is plug and play situation like when you go on tour like they're not going to customize you know your, your the mixing and all that kind of stuff you just got to get up there and i'll tell you what like that was really good for us cuz most of the times we will play like you know we'll be the headliner and you know we get to do sound check in advance we literally played two a week and a half ago a show very similar it was kind of like a local community arts um award show and it was the same situation there was like 20 bands and basically it was plug and play that band got off we jumped up plugged in had no uh no sound check we had no monitors nothing and we just had to perform and honestly like the feedback we got it was probably one of the best shows we had played recently because we were ready we were like prepared to just it didn't matter um you know that our sound wasn't the way we wanted it was matter like what is the crowd what's their perception of like are we professional are we going to sit here and whine with the sound guy and we we observed other bands that were getting into it with the sound engineer and they just looked silly and it cut into their set and i felt like we were prepared and and comfortable like
3: we pride ourselves on being able to just get up there and go i mean yeah i actually worse if the monitors are too much like they're like they distract me so i'm so used to trying to just listen and watch yeah like yeah
2: yeah. i'd say before that like that coaching i probably would have been a little bit more annoyed i don't know about you richard but that really helped us get in that mindset like whether you're playing the warp tour or you're playing whatever major festival like coachella like you may not you may think you're up here but you're walking into any situation where you just got to perform with what they give you and make the best of it.
0: So yep. and Well, it was like that. We, so we played down at the whiskey a go-go down in LA um, oh, yeah. and, and it was the same thing. Like, like we got on, so we, we were playing, uh, before we played, we were sitting there watching all these bands that went on and there was this younger band, like they were like probably late teenagers and like, they're pretty good, but like, they'll tell you right then and there, like you get, you get 15 minutes and it like, like we block out the stage. Like in the middle of your song, like if your set isn't like dialed in and whatever, like no. we cut you off and you're done. And so like we're like, watch it, you know, and we're like, oh, OK. And so we had our set dialed like exactly how it was going to be to where we finished on time and stuff like that. And we were ready to go. We were watching all these different bands and this kid band started playing and playing and playing. And they're like in the middle of their song and just they cut the power off and everything this kid was like sitting there like screaming in acapella still and they're like dragging him off the stage and we were like i was pretty nervous at that point i was like oh my gosh i'm pretty sure we have our stuff down but in case we don't hopefully they pull travis off first (laughs) and give me a little (laughs) leeway
2: ironically like similar to you guys's drummer experience we before that was the biggest show we played to date as far as I wouldn't say the best show or the largest show, but like notoriety wise, like that was definitely up there. But the guy that was supposed to play bass for us blew out his shoulder on a motorcycle like two days or a week before. I think it was the Sunday before we were leaving.
0: Broke his collarbone or something, right?
2: Yeah. And like we went into panic mode. We're like, oh, my gosh, here we finally got this opportunity and we're finally you know getting to get out there and play some real shows and so we called every friend we knew and uh finally our buddy Jay uh who's who's a guitar player who's a guitar player (laughs) (laughs) he stepped in and it was it was awesome it was so much fun and so you know that's what's fun about being a musician and and having like that community to like call up your buddies and be like can you know can I phone a friend or can I can I phone in that favor you know what I mean or I'll get you on the next one and um, it's been, it's been really rewarding. So, Hey man, we love hanging out with you guys. Uh, what can we plug? What projects you guys got going on? Are you guys doing any recording or videos or shows that we can, uh, help promote you guys and share? So we've got lots
1: of, we've got lots of recordings kind of going on behind the scenes right now. So I would say we could plug the website, which is a plushymusic.com. Um, and that's, P-L-U-S-H-I-E-Music.com. And that's where you'll see like, yeah, when when you uh that's where we'll see like the uh the new stuff as it comes out. Um we're working on a lot of recorded music right now, hope hoping to uh, release that soon and then uh um shows shows will come. Um again from there you can kind of find like our Facebook and our Instagram those a lot too. And they're all basically plushy music on either of those. So awesome
3: yeah and well, we have a couple songs on spotify as well because that seems to be the platform that everybody uses um and are yeah we're just plushy on there we're a little hard to find you may have to scroll down because we only have like two songs on there but there's a there's a picture and there's three of us in it you'll you'll figure it out <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll make sure it gets in everybody else's hands. And, uh, like I mentioned to you guys, but we'll let all the listeners know um, there will be a Spotify playlist that's Chasing Anthems and Friends. Plus, she will definitely be on there. And uh, we hope you guys show these awesome folks some love and uh, share them with all your family and friends. And anytime you're in Oregon, hide your plate if you're from California and come visit these guys at the Rat Trap Bar uh,
0: <laughs> coming up real soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and don't pump your own gas or
3: else no don't pump your own gas
0: or else
2: this (laughs) this has been the most educational and fun interview so we thank you guys so much and uh, hopefully we will connect again real soon
3: yeah thank you guys all right thanks guys all right guys
0: we hope you enjoyed this podcast if
2: you're an artist interested in joining the conversation
0: or would like to share your feedback please email us at chasing at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.